to high truths on drugs and addiction, where national experts bring you facts and answer your questions. I'm your host, Dr. Onit Lev, an emergency and addiction doctor who has worked at the White House and still practices on the front lines. Right here on High Truths, you will learn from experts, hear stories from the emergency department, and listen to people who have struggled from addiction. Each episode, we will answer questions from you, our listeners. To learn more about the show, submit a question, access educational material, or even take a quiz, you can visit us on hightruths.com. Friends, on this episode of High Truths, I responded to a challenge. I was asked, Dr. Lev, have you ever visited a marijuana store? How can you speak about the issue if you've never been? I thought about it and consulted my friend Joe. He's a prevention expert who appeared on High Truths explaining how to talk to kids and parents about drugs. To increase his own knowledge on marijuana and improve his work on prevention, he made friends with the local marijuana dispensaries. On one hand, what a smart idea. Learn the business from the user's perspective in order to optimize prevention work. On the other hand, The thought of visiting a marijuana store gave me palpitations. That's doctor speak for being anxious. It may seem strange for an emergency and addiction doctor to be scared of drugs. I have treated thousands and thousands of patients who've used drugs, and it's part of my regular job. But to see where drugs are sold is different. The difference is like treating a trauma patient who is injured, something I'm skilled at and confident in doing, versus watching a car accident and helplessly witnessing an injury. I was a bit nervous to visit a pot shop. I imagined going on a drug deal or something at a Breaking Bad or visiting a downtown liquor store with shady characters in the middle of the night, illegal and maybe even violent. But I was up for the challenge and a new experience. High Truths was going on a field trip. This is part one of the High Truths field trip to a pot shop. I drove to March and Ash, the marijuana dispensary in a commercial business street. Camino del Rio South in the Mission Valley area of San Diego. It's located in the middle of a freeway spaghetti of Interstate 805 and Interstate 8. One mile away is a Westfield Mall. The cannabis dispensary's neighbors were not a sleazy liquor store or smoke shop. There were a real estate agency, a day spa, a law office, and an apartment building. Here I was, but one problem, no parking. The lot was full. I drove around and eventually found parking in an adjacent lot. I came early and watched people go to the dispensary. Maybe 15 people entered and exited the stores I was watching from my car. All types of characters, young and old, well-dressed, and a guy wearing a hoodie and his pants falling down. Drug deal complete. He even had a friend waiting for him in a getaway car. Looking at all the people was like looking at my emergency patients. I wondered if this is where they went to shop. Every day, I treat at least a couple of them with marijuana poisonings. Everyone exiting the store had a similar white paper bag folded on the top like a lunch package. I'm now going to take you inside March and Ash. I passed two security checkpoints before entering the lobby. First, the security guard outside with a handheld metal detector. Next, the person behind a glass counter checking ID and registering the shoppers. Since I wasn't shopping, I got to skip that line. In the lobby, I met with my team, Joe Eberstein, our prevention expert who arranged this tour, and Dave Rivas, our High Truths producer. We were greeted by Spencer Andrew, public affairs director of March and Ash, and Terry Binion, the store manager and tour guide. I'm still wondering 
why would they invite a doctor who speaks on the harms of marijuana to their store? But they were very friendly, and the place was beautiful. It looked like the Apple Store, not a pot shop, with comfortable couches in the lobby, glass doors, and a modern look. Hi there, welcome in. We're here in the lobby of March and Ash. I thank you for joining us. I've heard a little bit about what you uh, do and the purpose for what you're here, and talk a little bit about cannabis and and perhaps some of the regulatory issues, uh, issues with what you do in your job. So I'd just like to show you around the store, tell you a little bit about uh, kind of what we're about and kind of move on from there. We were still in the lobby and the place was hopping. There was a constant flow of people entering and exiting. And I remind you that we're in the middle of a pandemic in California when you couldn't go out to the gym or pray at church. This place is packed. I don't think Walmart has as many people and customers as you guys do right so um you must be doing well but um you know what i worry about yes. because good business for you unfortunately means good business for me and as an emergency physician i want less business not more understood <laughs> but uh i'd love to see what you have to teach well, me please come on in we entered the glass door into the main area of the store. All right, so maybe we'll just pause kind of over here, the first little right as soon as you walk in the door. Um, there's a lot to look at, especially as a first time customer. I think there are so many products that you are automatically overwhelmed. Um, well, we have staff here just for that purpose. Um, all of our staff, uh, I think something that uh, one of our first and foremost some things that we pride upon, uh, pride ourselves upon as well as our staff, uh, is just being knowledgeable about the product that we have in our stores um, and that we are selling to the customer. Um, not only being knowledgeable ourselves, but about passing on that knowledge to the customer um, so that they walk away uh, knowing as com being as comfortable as they can uh, and kind of knowing what to do with the product that, that, that that they've decided to purchase that day. Um, there are, we, in our store, uh, it is very much, we've tried to offer it in uh, a, a retail experience kind of unlike any other, especially in cannabis at the moment. As you said, when you walked in, uh, it looks a lot like an Apple store. Uh, I worked for Nordstrom for, for a number of years and uh, I very much feel kind of oddly back at home in that sense here. Um, everything is organized for the customer, um, and I'm just going to kind of show you around a little. So, our As we came in, the first display on the left of the store were the edibles. Edibles. Anything technically that, that uh, has THC, uh, THC forward anyway, has some type of sugar, glucose, something that turns into sugar would be considered by the state an edible. Um, there are beverages, brownies, cookies, gummies, uh, you name it, there's something here. Um, can I tell you a little bit about sort of product packaging and what's what or what? What can I answer here for you? Well, maybe? what's the potency of these? Okay, things? there we go. Um, so within a package in a state licensed dispensary, uh, THC in one package cannot exceed 100 milligrams. So as to describe to a first-time patient, no package here is stronger than any other in these three little in this little nook that we're standing in. Wait, did he just say first-time patient? Is this a doctor's office? Maybe it was just a Freudian slip. Everything is dosed down differently, however. A standard dose would be considered 10 milligrams, 5 milligrams for a starter, and 2.5 for a microdose. Um, all different companies have different ways of doing it and methods to their madness, and I'd like to think that I know a lot of them. Proposition 64 legalized recreational marijuana and established the BCC, the Bureau of Cannabis Control. They regulate dosage of the edible products, no more than 10 milligrams per serving, 
and 100 milligrams per package. Can I ask you some tough questions? Yes, yes, please. So I know one of the California laws is that you shouldn't have packaging that's attractive to children. This is very attractive. Colors and whatnot, I don't think that they are limited to. I know that um, especially there's been branding that there's a lot of strains that uh, now have turned into, they have to use the almost an acronym because they are names of a popular cookie or candy. Like there's a flower strain called Sour Patch Kids. Well, it's now called SPK. That's a part of that. But I don't believe that color, I think, comes into any play of that. I, unfortunately, I don't know regulatory in that. Packaging is a whole different sense, but I do think that some are just, they are built to attract the customer. These smartly packaged edible products are sanctioned by the state of California. I thought I could differentiate a legal versus illegal marijuana product based on the rule that packaging cannot be attractive to kids. I was wrong. In the colorful refrigerated display, there is Strawberry Lemonade Cannabis Quencher, 16 ounces for $23. In the cookie section, getting ready for Christmas, Winter Wonderland Cannabis-Infused Candy Cane Sugar Cookie, 10 milligrams THC per serving. The questions about marketing geared for kids led me to ask about security. And you're checking ID in the front before everybody comes in? So yes, every single person that at least on their, not at least, but on their first time, they are registered in in our private database uh, that just proves that they have been here and they are over the age of 21 years old. We also log... So everybody who comes here, you check their ID? Yes, 100%. It's just the same as, because it's the same as a a bartender. It, It would be on us if somebody purchased and then they get caught or in trouble or God forbid end up in a car accident. And you record everybody who comes in? It is in a record and we can, yes, I can see even, let's say, I I have customers that have been here over 300 times in the two years that I can tell every purchase just, just like Nordstrom can. You know, I can track what they've purchased, what day they purchased it, how many, what strain it was. Our tour continued as Terry took us to the next display with the medicinal products. Which of these things are you considering medical versus recreational? Well, I don't, I, I, I don't completely want to say that we, we aren't a medical, we don't survey, we do not hold or use a medical license here. Uh, so we are only recreational. Uh, so I don't want to say anything is more medicinal than any other. And then that's also, I think, mm, can be taken many different ways. Some people see just THC as their medicine, and other people look at all the other cannabinoids, less psychoactive, some psychotropic, some less than others. Um, so, but I think to answer your question, rather than bouncing around it, we would come over to the next room here. Within these few walls here, try and find a quiet spot. Um, this is gonna be kind of less psychoactive. I would say he- not quite healing always without the high, but healing with less of a high, that's for sure. Uh, this is where all of your CBD-rich products, CBG, CBN, um, the other cannabinoids that are, are l- less known about, um, but they are gaining more speed. Um, and I, I think it's, there's a lot of interesting products in here. Um, this, is the, this is the room where people can come that say, if they have cramps, we have female suppositories for that reason. We have rubs and balms for um, neuropathy aches and pains, as well as joint muscle pain. There is tinctures to, uh, for uh, sleep aids. There's full spectrum oil, uh, kind of coined by Rick Simpson as RS 
so that that uh, people have seen benefits in in killing cancer cells and so there's so much out there bath bombs bombs we have vet CBD this is formulated by four veterinarians that own the company um, everything in here has is, is a CBD everything a liquid or a tincture is that what that is no, no just like a, it can be it can be made into an oil and then like in the bath bomb there's both a THC and CBD oil as well as other essential oils and whatnot. So it can be liquid, it can be a dry form, um, it just really depends on... The products in this quote medical section are labeled with a THC-CBD ratio. The higher THC ratio means higher psychoactive effects. I would call the section of the store the snake oil section. Snake oil, the euphemism for quackery or fraudulent cure. Real medications around the world go through FDA-type safety and studies, including THC and CBD, that can be legally prescribed through a pharmacy. Cannabinoids are compounds found in the cannabis plant. There are over 144 different cannabinoids isolated. The well-known ones are THC and CBD, and the majority have not been studied. How can there be promises to cure menstrual cramps, neuropathy, and cancer? Terry did explain that this March and Ash store is purely a recreational store. They do not officially sell medicinal products. They have other stores selling medicinal, and it's the same exact products, but they require further regulations in order to sell the same products as a medicine. I asked Terry, who checks on the validity of well, the product label? Your first cue would be this, this little stamp right here um, with the cannabis leaf in it, the cannabis stamp, the California stamp of uh, 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 cannabis approval, if you will, um, that it has gone through proper testing. Uh, additionally, there are, everything has a, uh, a universal ID, a UID, as well as a batch number. Um, which coincides with something called a certificate of analysis, uh, which I think maybe you'll hear a little bit about later, or we'll talk a little bit more in depth about. Um, but this all coincides. So is that the seal of the California? Does that mean the state of California has checked that and made sure that that CBD to make sure I'm wording this correctly at one of their licensed facilities? Is that correct? A, a, yeah. the, the testing laboratories that are licensed in, the, in California. They test the product, and then it's all uh, reported through the state's trap and trace system. So at each step of the, of the team. So if I they, see that California seal, that means there is some laboratory that tested and vouches for that percentage THC CBD. Yeah, there's yes. a variation that you have to, it's a failed test if it doesn't fit within that variation. Do they check to see if there's contaminants? Yes. Yes. Contaminants, heavy, heavy metals, mold. I hope the California labs are really checking. A study published in JAMA, the Journal of American Medical Association, brought to light that the label on marijuana products are not reliable. They tested 84 CBD products and found 31% accuracy of the posted labels. They studied 75 THC products and found 17% accuracy in labeling. Not, not so great. The University of Davis studied marijuana flowers from 20 legal dispensaries. All 20 dispensaries had contaminants such as bacteria and fungus. It is important to note that the regulation for testing and labeling goes on the various package products and not the plants. Terry said that more important than the California testing stamp of approval is the UID sticker, unique identification marking. 
It is a serial number. Yes, the California, but more importantly, this this UID sticker. Anyone, that's that's also a problem. Is you can walk into what we call might call a black market shop, which still do exist. Um, they can have products that look nearly the same, that will have this almost the same exact something, but what they are missing is this sticker, um, because mm, they cannot legally purchase products from that company without that company being licensed and having safe tested products as well for the consumer. So as far as testing, you know how if you buy a car and there's a recall, mm. uh, or even like if you go to the store and you buy some romaine lettuce, maybe it has salmonella and mm. that gets recalled. Yeah. Have you had, had any recalls of the cannabis products? Absolutely. Uh, it's a really well-known company called Cushy Punch. It was in the other room just with us before this. Uh, they, we had to, there were certain products that were recalled at certain shops. I don't think specifically it happened with stuff here. They're, they have different products that were went to different testing facilities and there was an issue with the testing facility is what I think it was, if memory serves me correct. Um, and we did have to recall them and they. I don't know what happened with it from there. Once they recalled, it's out of our hands. Um, Do you call yes. customers and say, hey, this product has been recalled, you need to throw it away? I'm sure that we would have if it directly affected us, but it didn't affect the product that we had in our store. I think it was elsewhere. But yes, we would have absolutely, I, I'm sure that there's a that we can audit and would be able to audit purchases like that. I can't tell you if the JAMA study looked at UID stickers. If indeed this was reliable, I would advise my patients only to use products with a UID sticker. I was curious how potent the marijuana products are. Perhaps that will bring light to my emergency patients. Tell me like the highest content THC product you have and, and your most popular product. Okay, stay right here. <laughs> mm, I think I think, if memory serves me correct, that this little bottle here is one of the strongest-ish in the store, technically in, per, in terms of size per what you're getting. Uh, in this bottle, it's 15 milliliters, so a half of an ounce. Um, there is 810 milligrams of THC. It's like eight packages of standard 100 mil. Yes, it's like eight packages of cookies that we, that we showed you in the other room first. So that could send me straight to the ICU, maybe. It depends on, <laughs> yes, I mean, yes, 800, I'm sure, would, you'd end up wanting some type of medical care. However, there's stuff, there are products like you'll see here. These are 100 milligram soft gels. I know people that can easily handle one and have probably eaten two or three in a day. And uh, the THC is fat soluble. Is that the soluble. same as gummy bears, the soft it's, gels? Uh, no, no. This is this is actually. Um, it's a. I think that this one is a vegan capsule. Um, it's supposed to bypass a little bit of the liver, so for better potency, slow release. Um, but no, these are all capsules in in different ratios with one to one. When you see this is CBD versus THC, so four to one, eighteen to one. So non psychoactive, mildly psychoactive. This would be psychoactive. Um, there's so many products with so many different ratios. This is just a full THC tincture. So in terms of psychoactivity, that's the strongest. Wow. Or one of them, definitely. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen anything with more than a thousand milligrams in a When package. I said this will send me to the ICU, I was recalling a patient who smoked a wax that was 90% THC. It caused him to pass out and drop his blood pressure. I had to intubate him, put him on life support, and give him medications to sustain his blood pressure. He ended up in the ICU, the intensive care unit. 
he would have died from marijuana poisoning without this advanced medical care. And what's your most popular product? Popular in the whole store? Yeah. I would just say flower in general, the buds, where it all begins, essentially. Uh, everything is a derivative of that, whether it's a concentrate or something in your bath bomb or any of the vape products. I mean, everything starts with the actual plant itself. So I would definitely say flower is our, our biggest seller. Can you see? Can we see? Absolutely. We can step right over this way. Terry took us to the center of the store where he stood behind the counter. He was in his element, like being behind the jewelry counter at Nordstrom's. The counter had a plexiglass divider for COVID protection. Terry was showing us buds and flowers like he once showed earrings and watches at Nordstrom's. A great salesman. This is this, um, part of the flower bar. This is really oh, wow. kind of wh where it, it's a, a happening spot more often than not, especially this side. Uh, I'm sure in cannabis you've heard there's sativas and indicas as well as hybrids um, and then some. But we, we have our cases organized into indica and we'd stereotypically say in the couch. So these are your more body high, relaxing, uh, euphoric uh, on this side. And then our sativa and sativilating hybrids on the other, uh, specifically to show. Probably one of our most popular options. Customers, everyone, this is cereal milk. I'm holding everything below the glass while we're still in a pandemic. Not still, but we've been in one for quite a while. Um, but uh, every, this, is, this is it, flower. It's buds, it's uh, the flowers that from female plants. So how, how do I know how much, what percent THC is that? This is the all labeled on here as well. So you have your percentage of THC, your total cannabinoids oh would goodness, be 34%. 28%. A lot of companies are measuring the terpenes because they really do round out your high. Uh, the essential oils of the plant like linalool, linalene, um, yeah, all of it. And terpenes to round out your high. Let me explain terpenes and why they are dangerous. The natural terpenes in marijuana are removed during distillation to produce pure THC for e-liquids and concentrates, and then added back for taste and smell. Pure THC has no smell and is very thick. Terpenes are added to dilute the product and provide the vapor with aroma and taste. When terpenes are heated, Toxic chemicals are produced such as benzene, a known carcinogen, and an air pollutant called methacrolene. Other chemicals are xylene, toluene, styrene, and ethylbenzene. If it's hard to pronounce, it's probably not good for you. I didn't have the heart to tell Terry and Spencer. They were being very nice and I was being harsh. Is that your highest one, 28%? It's, a, it's really up there. I would say 28. Um, this is going to be around 30 something. However, this one, so stuff does come in different packaging. 30%. This. Oh my God. 90% cannabinoids? Uh, yep. I mean, it's a con it's, it is a concentrate. Wouldn't that send me straight to the ICU? One little puff though. I would say, I mean, you'd have to smoke a lot of it. I, I mean, and it's, it's, it's different in terms of smoking versus edibles is a totally different high. This the high potency products explain why patients are ending up in the emergency department. That's why I was so alarmed. When I started my career as an emergency physician in 1990, there were no marijuana poisonings in the emergency department. Now I treat someone every shift. In the 70s and 80s, marijuana was 3% THC. Now they're selling genetically engineered product that is 10 times stronger. It's a completely different plant. People should also note that any research study claiming benefit of THC use low potency THC. They're not studying the 30% stuff. 
It would be very hard to get an ethical medical review board to approve studying toxic levels of a drug on human subjects. Think of taking a Tylenol. One gram can help a headache. 10 gram can give you permanent liver failure. Terry continued our tour with another section of the Nordstrom's cannabis store. What's over? Is that the vaping? Yeah, so that whole wall, I guess to kind of sort of finish while we're just standing in one spot, we have, there's more pre-rolls kind of rolled into joints, if you will, are all kind of grab and go. People that are just maybe, I don't know, just want a little small something or people it's very, very much visited by, by tourists and people kind of on the go or in town for a couple days and just want a little something while they're in California. Um, we offer clones, which you can purchase in the state. You can purchase six recreational plants to purchase or to grow in, within the comfort of your own home. Um, there are concentrates, concentrated forms of of cannabis uh, that are vaporized, technically smoked, but vaporized. And then yes, vapes all along that wall. Do you have do you have warnings on your vaping products? Uh, given the recent epidemic, not they do have the cancer war. I believe that they have a surgeon's general. Um, Ooh, I'd love to see you that morning. Let me go grab that. This product contains cannabis, a Schedule One controlled substance. Keep out of reach of children and animals. Twenty-one years of age, uh, unless this person is a qualified patient. The intoxicating effects of cannabis may be delayed up to two hours. Cannabis while use, pregnant or breastfeeding, may harmful consumption of cannabis products impair your ability to drive and operate machinery. Please use with extreme caution. Warning: cancer or reproductive harm. P sixty-five warnings. And that is all of the warnings in full on the package. Okay. And then you still, of course, you have your... Um, you must be younger than me, Terry, because I can't read it. It's I had LASIK vision. I was very... I had LASIK surgery. The vaping section used to have a touch screen Surgeon General warning, but that came down because of the pandemic. Warning labels may deter some people, but I think that most people ignore them. They are mostly a liability mitigator rather than a public health message. Here's a vaping product. $26, THC 63 to 69% and CBD 0.25 to 1%. Blackberry Kush. Uh, Blackberry Kush, and I'll read you the label. Blackberry Kush is an indica dominant strain often recommended for pain management thanks to its strong body high effects. This strain has hashy jet fuel taste and aroma that is balanced by sweet berries. Absolute extract is 100% pure cannabis oil in a vape cartridge. This disposable big pen is all you need to discreetly partake in your leisures. Absolute Extract uses additive-free cannabis that is grown naturally in Northern California's premium cannabis region and then cleanly extracted using a proprietary supercritical CO2 method. Well, that description sounds healthy and even recommended for pain management. I wonder how could that be legal? Now I kind of put Terry on the spot. Not fair, as he was being so sweet. All right, can I ask you another really yes. tough question, Terry? You're being such a good sport about this. Of I really course. appreciate that. Would you want me to be your doctor in the ER if I smoked this right before I took care of you? You don't have to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not right Save before. Our question for Grant, please. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. I, you don't have to. If you're not, no, if you're I, um, you're not I will tell you that I. Um, Hmm. I want to think of a, a better answer. I went to school 
I had a, over a 3.5 GPA. I paid my way. I woke up every morning and I smoked pot every single day of it. So if that answers your question, I may not be a doctor, but I can still get out of bed. I'm still the store manager of a cannabis dispensary, and I really pride myself on what I do. And, and you're obviously doing really well and giving me a wonderful Absolutely. tour. But that doesn't, yeah, but that doesn't quite answer my question. <laughs> but that's okay. And you and I are on a divide because I have, I just see my patients here getting sick from these pot type of products because that's what I see. And you see a different point of view, being a store manager and doing customers. And the fact that you've invited me here and we can have this conversation gives me faith in, uh, in America. So well, I appreciate you. that. Thank you. It's nice to, well, and it's nice to see it the other way around. We love the, we love these interactions, excuse me, with, with customers have been these first time patients or somebody around my age who brings their mother or their grandmother or somebody like that. In, and, and we end up walking out with smiles on our faces and trying a little something new. And But my worry is that that grandma ends up in my ear for all good intentions. Well, you know? I, 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 I understand your worry. However, I think that what does set us apart here is that education. I want to spend so much more time with you to talk about everything if you were not really interested, but if you had the time and wanted to purchase a product, I want to walk you through every little step of the way. What what it is, what what it should be used for, what we are using it for, how much to take, what where to stop and where to begin, all of that, so that it doesn't come down to that. Um, without even me going into too much detail, um, uh, responsible use. I have another half who does work in healthcare as well. Um, I'd say uh, it's maybe on a vacation that he has played around with it here and there, but otherwise he and I are very separate on that. But he, I, I respect the work that he does, um, and, and I think that he does mine as well. I, I don't want anyone in your hands for something that I've done. Also, like when I worked in the restaurant industry, I don't ever want somebody to end up behind a wheel and driving after they've had too much to drink, or even just as a human being, you know? I don't, nobody wants that here. Right, so do you, speaking of that, do you warn people about drug driving? Are you like a bartender who cuts people off? Or tells them like, hey, don't use this before yeah, absolutely. you can get and I mean, especially, especially first timers, I, I, and not even driving. I, I don't even think, I think most people would know that. I think that if people are asking, I 100% say, no, don't get behind the wheel. I don't want that, but I do think there are plenty of people that do have a, a tolerance or that there's a lot of products that are such a small amount of THC that it is non-psychoactive and that's to each their own. You know Terry I mean? called his customer no, patience that's, again. That's a, that's a, tough that's a slippery slope. Terry's probably more pleasant than some doctors and nurses, I'm sure, but he's not qualified to check for medication interactions of cannabis or the risk-benefit medical calculation of grandma's existing conditions and medical problems. We said thank you and goodbye to Terry. While I have serious public health and individual health concerns about what is happening here, I very much appreciate that Terry loves his job and interacting with customers, and I'm sure he excels at his job. He is a people person, and it feels good to be around people who love their job. I wish Terry best of health and success. Join us on part two of the Hytrus field trip to a pot shop and meet the owner and lawyer for March and Ash. Thank you for listening to High Truths on Drugs and Addiction, where national experts give you facts and answer your questions. This week's episode would not be possible without the generous support from our sponsors. A sincere and warm thank you to CCR, Center for Community Research in San Diego, enhancing public health and safety through informed action, and the National Marijuana Initiative, 
raising awareness of the issues surrounding marijuana so citizens and policymakers can make well-informed decisions. NMI supports the high-intensity drug trafficking areas, HIDAs, as they work to carry out the National Drug Control Strategy. We want to hear from you. Post a comment or email us about one thing you learned from this program. We thank you for listening and hope you will help our rating by giving us a five-star review. And subscribe so you won't miss any of our information-packed weekly shows. Visit our website, hightruths.com, to submit a question, take a quiz, or download a free prescription for naloxone. Until next week, this is High Truths on Drugs and Addiction. Our producer is Dave Rivas from Davey Boy Productions, and I am your host, Dr. Oni Lev. We hope we brought your day a little bit more High Truths.